Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name's Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. And today I've got some amazing news. You can now order your very own version of the Joy of Being book, supporting hardworking mums to stress less and live more. If you're the type of mum who is struggling with the burdens of motherhood or modern day life, then this will be a perfect book for you. If you're curious, you want to know more and you want to see what's up with that book, you can do so at www.marinapearson.com slash book. And on today's show, I have the beautiful Jen Lucas. Now, Jen is is a sleeping expert, or should I say an expert on insomnia. Now, for those of you that are listening that have babies and or who can't sleep very well because you have a very active mind, this is going to be an incredible episode because we explored all of the experience around not sleeping and what stops us from sleeping, what actually has us sleep. And even how insomnia is actually made up. Jen shared her really open and loving story of her own experience of insomnia and she managed to move beyond it without any kind of medication or anything like that. So if you struggle with insomnia, if you uh, find it hard to fall asleep or find it hard to fall back to sleep if you wake up or you have a baby and you are not sleeping, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome everybody. And on today's show, I have beautiful Jen Lucas, who's going to be talking to us about sleep or the lack thereof. I came across Jen actually through Nicola, who'd also been on this podcast. And I got curious about, you know, like a lot of the mums that I've worked with, a lot of mums that I speak to, biggest issue it seems to me is is exhaustion and tiredness, Um, especially in the, obviously in the early years of their kids, but even later on after that. So uh, I took a look at Jen's website and I just really loved her story and I'm a bit obsessed about sleep too. So I know that I'm going <laughs> to probably get some insights about that here tonight. And I just thought it'd be a really great topic to, to for us to talk about. So Jen, I'm wonderful to have you here. I'd love you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you're up to and how all of this came about. Great. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. So um, let's see, about seven years ago, I, um, I was at this place in my life where I was, it seemed like I had everything lined up in a way that, you know, ought to make me happy. That's kind of where I was. I was like, okay, I've got this and I've got that and I'm gonna do it, everything's fine and this and that. And I was just a little like, I think I'm supposed to be I think life is supposed to be more magnificent than I'm experiencing it. Like I'm, I'm kind of missing something. 
And as a result, I hired a coach. Um, her name is Jean Catherine. And um, I ended up working with her for a year. And um, she introduced me to the three principles, but she had really just started exploring herself. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a lot of changes in my life as a result. I met the man that I'm currently married to. Actually, I already knew him, but our relationship shifted. Um, we fell in love and got married. Uh, I quit a job that was financially stable and a good job, but with which I was not happy. And um, so I did, I, a a lot of things changed in my life that were sort of unusual for me. And um, along the road there, uh, it finally occurred to me to talk to Jean, my coach, about my insomnia, which had been going on for, on and off for 14 years. So it's funny because I just think back to what I just said about how like everything was really good in life and why wasn't I happier? I took medication for it and it was just this thing I assumed was a thing for me. You know, like, oh, yep, I'm Jen Lucas. Hi, I have insomnia. I take medication every day to sleep. That's the way I roll. You know, that's kind of how it just didn't look like a, a big deal to me. Even though at times in my life, it had been a huge crippling deal. I had gotten to the point where I was just like, yeah, whatever. I've tried everything, literally everything that they say to try and nothing works. So I'm just going to be cool here with this medication. And um, so eventually in my conversations with Jean, it occurred to me that if I was having all these sort of uh, just openings in my experience to seeing things in a fresh way that perhaps this would be an interesting thing to talk about, this whole insomnia thing. And we had been working together for six months and I'd never even mentioned it. And so I just, I brought it up and we talked about insomnia and I have no idea what the conversation was about. But you know, I could guess like, oh, you think you have insomnia? Remember how your experience is fresh in every moment? You know, and that's the thing. Like every time I tell this story and I try to describe what my conversation with Jean must have been about, I am 100% sure I say something different because it's just, I'm just guessing. But what I remember about the conversation was sort of a curiosity like, oh, huh, yeah, that makes sense. This really relates to all the things we've been exploring. And, um, but I kept taking my medication um, until I didn't. Six days after that conversation with Jean, I fell asleep by accident at night, and which is a hilarious thing to say. I mean, I think every night, do we fall asleep by accident? I'm not really sure. Like, I just fell asleep without trying. I forgot to take my medication. And I woke up about 15 minutes later and I actually thought, oh, should I take my medication? And I thought that was amusing. And I turned over and went back to sleep and didn't take any medication. And um, I slept for eight hours. And I hadn't done that in years and years, even with the medication. I don't think I had like slept eight hours straight through. And um, and then I did that for about uh, three weeks. And I did things that were unusual for me, including fall asleep in a car on a road trip, <laughs> um, take a nap in the middle of the day. There was something else. Anyway, it was all like everything I sort of dreamed of with sleep coming true, right? So then um, after about three weeks, when I had a day where I woke up, you know, at like six or eight times in the night, just tossing and turning, having a hard time sleeping, really fitful, I pretty much freaked out. 
because I had gone from assuming that I was this person with this insomnia to assuming that I was this person who slept really, really well. And I like assumed that that would go on forever. And, um, you know, basically ultimately realized, Oh, either way, I'm really thinking of myself as, um, the personal Jen Lucas, as opposed to really looking in the direction of the true self and true nature. And once I saw that that's all I had been doing with sleep was really looking at the personal me and personalizing it and trying to solve the problem or experience the victory in that way, um, that really changed things for me. So what happened after that, which has been, this was over six years ago now, um, I basically assume that any experience I'm having related to sleep is just normal, whatever that even means, um, that it's just happens to be what's happening to me. And so I have all kinds of experiences around sleep. Some nights I sleep really well and I get a really great night of sleep. Some nights I go to bed so late that I already know when I'm going to bed that I'm going to get a shorter night's sleep than I'd really like because of when I have to get up the next day. Some nights I wake up, I must, you know, must go to pee like six times in the night sometimes. And um, I've just started having hot flashes. And so if I'm having a night where I'm having hot flashes, I wake up a lot more. Um, I can still take a nap during the day. Um, I've had experiences where um, I was flying from the United States over to England on a, on a red eye. And I was like, this, this flight is short. I'm going to take some sleep medication so I can maximize my hours of sleep on this flight. And but whereas before, while I said that I really took it in stride that I was taking sleep medication, I was also pretty ashamed a lot of the time that I was doing that. And now it's just sort of more like, well, that's just one of one of the things I might do. Sleep, think of it as something personal to us and look for solutions that are personal. Um, and there's also always the capacity to be curious about who am I really? And what's what's my true nature what's our true nature and does that give me any anything new or fresh not as a way of solving any problem but just because the answers are never in looking in the direction of the personal self if the answers aren't there and you need to do something then being curious about who am i really who are we what's our true nature is just a different option um these days if i if i get um oh i don't know i've just have lately been in the habit of um on the weekdays staying up to like too late to be able to get like a full eight or nine hours of sleep which is what i'd really love and so some days i i get bogged down in oh jen just go to bed earlier be so much better where i'm really thinking of myself as this personal self the way it looks to me is that's that's just part of life like it's i can't notice that and then berate myself for 
like looking in the wrong direction. I'm just more sort of about taking things in stride um, with all of it. And, and, you know, I guess I can, well, I don't know. I was going to say something about how sleep looks really simple to me for the most part. And there are some things in my life that don't look as simple and where I still struggle. And when I say that, I say that there's kind of two things to two ways, two things I want to say about that. One is I just feel like that's the nature of being human is that we sort of bumble along. And also, I want to say that when I say some things I struggle with, I think it's really important to note that that's just what I'm saying right now. It's not really true on a trajectory of meaning something about the future. I mean, time, what is time even? And so when I say something like I'm struggling with that right now, struggling with other things right now, even though it's not really sleep or how I think about sleep or deal with sleep, there are things I struggle with. When I say that, then that's just me painting this picture of that I could even know. I mean, I'm not struggling right now. I'm talking to you all. <laughs> you know, we're having this conversation. and. I'm I'm just doing what we can all do, which is imagine the future and think it has some that it exists. And it's much more fascinating to me to sort of think about, yeah, what what is time? Does it even exist? You know, um, it's experienced insomnia that it seems really real because this can it can really be about sort of counting the hours like i've i've had clients before who who were like okay if i know i'm going to get up and i'm i'm a nurse and i have this 12 hour shift and i know that my alarm's going to go off and i and i have to get up then and i know what it's like when i don't get enough sleep and i have to work this 12 hour shift and there's a lot to do and it's like when I'm sleep deprived, it's really hard to do my job, really focused on counting the hours. So, so I know that time seems really real because we live in this world that revolves around time. Um, so when I say, you know, what is time? Is it really real? That's sort of more in the direction of looking at our true nature and recognizing that problems don't lie in the realm of the personal self. So that's my story. So for a while, actually, after working with um, Jean, I, I was a coach myself. I still do that work, but it's not my full-time work anymore. Um, I, I have gotten a full-time job, which I... Uh, almost two years ago, I had this sort of... I was really felt compelled to go get a job at a place that had health insurance. And we, our family needs that. Um, my husband was just diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so that we really need, I needed to have a job with health insurance that where the income was steady and that's just what I needed to do for my life. So now I have clients on the side of that as I have time. And I do podcasts like this. People know about my sleep story, so that's certainly the most interesting topic and sort of the one that people end up in front of me about, but we're all just talking about the same thing with every topic anyway. I know you know that, Marina. 
<laughs> yeah, Jen, I know. But for those that have just, you know, there might be a mom listening in um, for the first time. So, you know, yeah. particularly interested in in this topic um, because she's struggling to sleep. Um, and so while, yes, I see that, you know, the, 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 those that listen in might not be so, um, a fay with it. So what I wanted to ask you was, um, what did you notice? So what I, what I, what I have heard you say so far is there was a lot of thinking about not sleeping and that became like obsessive thinking, Oh, I'm not going to get any sleep. Oh my God, what time is it? Am I going to get any more sleep? Oh my God, I can't get any sleep. So there's a lot of churning going on. And are you saying that the churning is actually what stops us from sleeping? Oh gosh. Uh, I wasn't saying that. I don't know that I would say that. Um, I have probably said it in the past. Ah, but I don't know that I would say that because I have... Um, I have had the experience where I was not aware that I was really thinking about anything, but I was awake for a couple hours before I fell asleep. So I've had times where it seemed to me like my mind was fairly quiet. I don't know in comparison to what, (laughs) but I actually remember talking to somebody about that. I remember like being aware of the experience because I do remember before having my insight about insomnia and my sleep that I did have this idea that like a busy or churning mind could keep you awake. And so it was noticeable to me when I didn't think I had that. So I don't know that that's that's a marker or a thing because I mean, some of the sort of solutions for that then should work all the time. So for example, one of the things that you can find on a, on sort of a, like a how to clean up your sleep or what to do, what to do if you're trying to sleep better is keep a, a pen and a pad of paper on your bedside table so that if you find yourself thinking a lot, you could just write things down and then you won't, your mind won't keep thinking about it as if it might forget. And I will tell you that I have totally used that trick a few times because it really was like, I was really making this list of three or four things. And all of a sudden I realized, okay, repeating this in my head is not going to help me remember this at 9am, you know, so I should just write this down and then that'll be done. But it, it's not something that I just don't think that it's possible for that to be the thing you would do every night um, is to write the things down in your head so you stop thinking about them or to sort of um, address that as, okay, well, if you know that your churning thoughts are what's keeping you awake, then look to your true nature so your thoughts won't churn or whatever. Like, I don't necessarily... Um, it's such an interesting topic because I'm much more interested now in helping people see that when we look for the solution from the perspective of our personal self, we're not really, there's no solution to find there because the world of the personal self is one that doesn't really exist. 
that it that's sort of this made up space. It's not what's really true about life. And so looking for answers there is not where you find them. And so I think what I'm inclined to say to moms, especially with little kids is, oh my God, we have all been there. And I remember being there and not wanting to somebody, not wanting to hear somebody say, "Oh yeah, I've been there." <laughs> you know, you're just like, "Solve the problem, please." You know, like, how do I sleep? And it's sort of like, well, you know what? Most moms don't get even close to what we think of as enough sleep. But you know what? We have been doing this for a lot of years as a species, and somehow it's working. And so what must be true instead is that we must be built to handle it, even the part where it's just awful, like, because we do, we handle it, we deal with it, we make it through. And so I guess what I would say is there's not really a problem to solve. And I think that, especially as a new mom, I will say I thought there were a lot of problems to solve. So if somebody had said that I could take one off my plate, I, I think I would have thought of that as a gift. Like, oh, I don't have to solve the sleep thing. I just sleep when I can and, and then I'm not sleeping other times and that, that's it. It's not a problem. <laughs> There's just like, I, I don't... And, and I say that, I hope in a way that doesn't even come across as trying to solve somebody's problem, but more from the perspective of just being compassionate, you know, just because I have so been there and the whole, and then you're like bombarded with ways to solve it, which some of the ways to solve it are to try to get your kid to sleep longer. And it's sort of like, oh, you know, like kids come out working way better than we work as adults. So why are we trying to mess with them? I don't know if any of that is sort of talking in circles or making sense. And Marina, feel free to sort of chime in if there's any anything else you're like, but Jen, that doesn't make sense because of this. Or what about that? Or, you know, does that make sense to you? Yeah, I really heard, I really heard something, which was that um, it doesn't really matter what you're talking about. The, the, the truth, it seems to me that, as you rightly said, you can't find the answer in the intellect. The intellect doesn't necessarily have the answer. It comes from another place, that place of wisdom that and resilience that we all have. And I love the fact that you said that we're built for it. We're built for life. We're built for whatever's throwing at, thrown at us. Um, and um, I just, in your story, maybe I did. I heard something. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, it just felt lighter for you. Like it wasn't such a big deal if you didn't sleep or if you did sleep or if you, there wasn't so much on it anymore. Like there wasn't so much like, because I can imagine that you had fallen asleep and then this was an amazing thing for you. And then suddenly you're going back to that six, that that's getting waking up six times a night and freaking out. It was like, oh my God, is it back? <laughs> but actually nothing was ever wrong. It's exactly right what you're saying. I totally want for people to hear that when we say nothing was ever wrong, it's not because it's so easy to have a knee jerk reaction because I want to be like, 
but, but I hate it that my husband has Alzheimer's, right? And so somebody who's listening might be like, but, but what if I only sleep two hours a night and then I feel awful all day, you know? So I just want to say that that whole pointing to nothing was ever wrong is really more about looking in a different direction and what I've, what I've already, what we've already been pointing to and really looking at the direction of not that personal self, not the, the intellect, not who we think we are as separate beings, but really looking at our true nature, um, the oneness of life and being curious about what we can see there. And when we think that something's wrong, the only way that we can think that something's wrong is when we are identifying with our personal self. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing that. There's nothing wrong with with doing that. It's more just that it's possible to see and know that that's all that's happening. So when we're really suffering from insomnia and wishing it weren't there and wishing we could have more sleep, that is from a place of identifying with the personal self. And that's, that's it. And the answers don't lie in continuing to look more in the direction of the personal self. So for me, I mean, I guess I struggled with and had enough insights around sleep that for the most part, when I have times when I really struggle with sleep, which the past uh, three months or so has been the most I've struggled with sleep since I first had my sort of releasing and not needing to take medication every day and all of that. Like, I still just am not too bothered by it. Like, it's just because I'll tell you one thing I know, and I bet you all of you can identify with this. So I'm actually going to invite you to think about this. Has there been a time where you got a really small amount of sleep, or at least less than you would think you needed, and you had an amazing day. You didn't really feel tired. Whatever amazing is for you, you had some amazing day. And did you, could you ever pair that coming on the heels of like having a bad night of sleep? And for me, I, before I had this insight and I was taking sleep medication, I would have told you, yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe it's easier to, just in case any of you are out there and you can't think of the situation, let me give you like a hypothetical future scenario. Say you um, have some place that you would really, really like to travel. So um, I'm thinking right now of New Zealand because I have some family members who just went there and I've been there and it's amazing. And so let's just say I've booked myself um, on a trip to New Zealand and I've got so much to do before I get ready that I'm really busy, busy, busy. And I'm like up late packing and my flight's early. And I, I just, I only get like three or four hours of sleep. And the thing is that once I'm, once the morning comes, I know I'm going to New Zealand. So I've already decided I'm going to be excited about that. And I'm really thrilled about it. And so I just run with it and have, a, have an awesome day because I'm so excited about it. So for me, this is just like my example scenario that I can picture right now where I can imagine that I've had not very much sleep, but I'm so excited about where I'm going that I just don't really care because I'm just so excited about it. And so even if that scenario doesn't work for you, 
I'm really just pointing to the fact that it's not really true that getting a sleep than we think sort of guarantees a particular kind of day or a particular kind of experience. And because that's not true, it ought to sort of give us a hint that, oh, if it's not connected like that, then what am I missing? Must It must not... That must not be it. It must not have to do. Having like a particular way of experiencing the world um, must not be connected to how much sleep I get. Um, or at least there's, it's not a guarantee. Like I get that there are physiological things at work, um, but yet there are always exceptions. So like I, you know, and on the one hand, I want to, I find myself wanting to say, I wonder if that's helpful. But, you know, I also know that when we're, looking for help, then we're just showing up sort of as our personal self. And so this is really just more, I just want to keep inviting people to see that turning in the opposite direction and looking towards true nature and, and that question, who am I really? Who are we? This, the oneness of life, what is that about? What's the experience that, that what's the thing that like underlies everything that's beyond words? The more we are sort of looking in that direction, um, I don't even like the start of that sentence because then that I, I like by the construction of that sentence, I'm having to end it with something as if it's a solution. And then that's just more sort of in the personal world, which isn't what I mean. So it's more like, trying to answer questions in the personal world and trying to solve something that looks like a problem. That's, that's one way that we do things. But then another option is just to be curious about who we are and what is behind life. And if we're not the personal self, if I'm, if I am more than just this Jen Lucas personal self, if there's more to life than that, what is it? What is that? And that inquiry. Um, I mean, I just, I can say right now, I could say some things. Oh, you know, this is so funny because what I want to say is, oh, I feel calmer and I've taken a couple of sighs and all of that, but yet I don't want to get tripped up really in pointing to this as some solution. And so I, I tell you that because I want for people to sort of hear whatever they're hearing for themselves. Like, I can't have any idea what anybody's experience is like on the personal level. So talking about somebody being a new mom and, um, or actually maybe even better, is somebody who's already a mom of two kids, has a third kid, um, one of her older kids is special needs. Um, There's just a lot going on. There's really a lot to do. And so sleep sounds great because sleep sounds like if I could get enough sleep, then I could deal with everything I've got to deal with. But for me, I just think the truth is we can really handle anything. If we can't handle it, then we wouldn't be here. And so I just think I kind of want to say like, you've got this to anybody listening. You've got this and you're doing great. And you don't have to worry about sleep. It's, it's not something extra that you have to figure out. You can stop doing the work about that. You don't have to do it. It's not something you have to solve. 
It's just something that overtakes you sometimes when you really need it. And it's as kind of as simple as that. I love the simplicity in it. Um, and because you're, you know, what I hear is, as you're saying that sort of like the little mind, as opposed to the big mind, the little mind, the personal self, the ego just loves to figure things out and loves to find solutions to things and um, mm. likes to see problems where there aren't any. And yeah. I've really noticed that like my journey was, I've always been a really good sleeper. So, but I, I realized when I had Leo that I was slightly obsessed by it, that if I didn't get a good night's sleep, then um, I would feel really crap the next day. Yeah. Um, and so when I had Leo and didn't sleep much, I used to dread the nights, dread them. And so I had all of this kind of, I need to solve this. I need to sort this out. I can't do this anymore. Um, but I really heard what you said, which was you can have, you can, you can have the lack of sleep, but not be burdened by it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be really tired and not be burdened by it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, it's just good to know that that exists as an experience (laughs) because, right. Because if we know that that exists as an experience, then, then there's, there's like a sort of a a decoupling that can happen. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it just reminded me actually of a similar thing that I remember that I used to think that feeling angry was equivalent to feeling really awful. And it's a similar thing. And I can picture where I was when I had the experience of being very angry and it not feeling bad at all. And it was was sort of mind-blowing for me and really pointed to that um, any experience of life can have suffering or not. And so knowing that that's an option is just sort of looking in the direction of like all the experience that's out there. When we look in that direction, that's more towards that, that true self that, and when I say the true self, I really mean that the same thing as the oneness that connects us all. Mm -hmm. I don't mean like the true self that's still a personal self. Yeah, I recently had an insight about this very thing. Um, and it was revolved around you can have responsibility but not be burdened by it. Mm. And it was very new for me, um, just as it could be new for anybody that's listening in to realize that you may not be sleeping, but you don't need to be burdened by it. Yeah. And that can do a lot for you, as, as it has done for me, because I realized that I can actually now take on projects and not feel like my to-do list has actually got anything to do with the way I feel about the amount of stuff that I'm actually doing. Right. Yeah. Um, it would, it would, it would suggest that that's the same for the lack of sleep. And while there's physiological stuff that going on there, isn't there, Jen? Yeah. I mean, I definitely like for me, I know that there's physiological, I mean, I'll just use my example. I have been, I have a 13 year old, so I've been through the whole new mom thing, but my current, my current situation is that I'm perimenopausal and having hot flashes. So I'm just going to use that example because it's just going to be more true for me right now. So 
right now, what happens is there are some nights where I wake up a lot and I'm doing that because I'm having, I'm getting hotter in the night and I've got too many covers on. And so I, I come awake because I need some, I need to cool off. And so that's physiological, that's just happening, but that's totally separate than can I still get enough sleep or um, will my experience be a certain way through the night or the next day that that's, those are, those are separate. Um, And I think that's like, just to see that something physiological happening or something circumstantial happening is not coupled with a particular experience of life. Um, I don't want to say that's helpful to know, whatever, if it's helpful for you, fine. But just like, that's a fact, <laughs> you know, like, they don't go together. They can't go together. And you know, everybody knows that by just being human. Like we absolutely know that by our own experience. Like, so even if the examples you and I aren't using, uh, or you and I are using, like aren't resonating, there's still some example. Everybody's got some example where they can see that a particular thing, a particular experience of life doesn't always result in, um, you know, a particular way of feeling. Um, I'm not sure if I'm, if I've just sort of botched the ease with which you said that. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Um, not at all. I, uh, I just think it's really helpful to know that you don't have to suffer at the mercy of when you don't sleep. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also want to say that I just want to tell people, anybody listening that when you hear something like you don't have to suffer, please don't see it as your personal job to stop your suffering. Yes. Yeah. That's not what Marina means at all. And I'm only saying that because I really have, have often gotten sort of caught in that trap of, you know, just like, okay, well, tell me what to do. Okay. Well, I need to, okay. I just need to, okay. So if I don't have to suffer, then I just have to stop suffering. And it's it's like, no, no, (laughs) we don't mean that. We don't mean that because when we're in that place of, oh, I could stop my suffering or I could let go of my suffering, all of any of that is still in the realm of the personal self and thinking that we have some sort of personal control over things and we just don't. So, you know, I mean, really, ultimately, any time we fall asleep, we have to be letting go. And I don't think that probably anybody listen listening has this idea that they have actively decided to let go into sleep but that is a description of what happens we have to let go of being awake but we're not thinking about it we're not creating it it just happens that's just what happens to us um I mean, I think of it, sometimes I've thought of it kind of like how our heart beats and we breathe and that just naturally happens. It's part of the rhythm of being a physical being is that we have, we need to sleep as part of that. And so that does happen to us. And so it doesn't require being driven. Um, And it doesn't, it's not attached to any particular kind of feeling or experience like suffering. 
you know, if you don't get it enough, for example, as one of them. And I'm just, of course, I hope that you're listening and you, you have some, um, something that shifts so that life is easier because of course I would want for life to be easier for people. But at the same time, I know that that life being easier, hard is also something that's constantly changing. Mm. And so it's not, this isn't really about that. This isn't really about finding an easier life or finding a way to experience life that's easier. Um, it may be something that people would describe or, or sort of pitch like, Hey, listen to me and you'll have an easier time sleeping or, or you'll have a better experience of not sleeping. And, but really, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen for anybody. And so me having that hope is just more sort of in the personal realm. And I don't really even know why it occurred to me to say that actually, but, um, I don't know. I guess it's because I, I want for people to be able to hear the deeper truth and it's beyond words. So we can't, we're just doing our best to put it into words, but we can't really do that. So yeah, I know. And <laughs> no, Jen, thank you for that pointer. Um, because we do live in such a world of how to's and yeah, this is a problem. I have to fix it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. And I will, I will say that, you know, I remember um, at one point saying something on a podcast that now I'm kind of like, well, I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, So, so I want to say something here, which is just that there's also the potential to do something here, which is like, oh, okay, there's nothing wrong with not getting enough sleep. So I, I can just sort of be okay with it and that's fine. And there's also, you know, like there might be, it might occur to you that you need to go to the doctor about something and that it's, and, and okay, like that's fine. Maybe there's something um, quote unquote sort of wrong. Like, I, I mean, you know, please take that with a grain of salt or just know that there's multiple meanings to that. But maybe there's, there's something going on in your body that could be checked out. And um, you, you might get a doctor's advice and have some um, relief or help from it. That does still exist, even though it's in this sort of world of the personal self and this human experience that we're having. Like, it's fine to do those things. And it's okay to kind of have these rules for yourself if you have them about like not drinking caffeine after a certain time of day. And I will also say that, you know, I've eaten lots of chocolate and had coffee at night and still gone to sleep fine. But it doesn't mean that that's going to be the thing that makes sense to you. I just put that out there that even though I'm saying, well, you know, look in the direction of your true nature, because there's nothing really wrong. I'm talking about that from the perspective of the true self or true nature. But we can still, and we still will make decisions about where to live and what to do for work. And if we want to get married and getting married, and do we want to have kids and what to, how to be a parent and all those kinds of things. And when I say that, I say that <laughs> so funny because 
on the one hand, I can say all that. And then on the other hand, I can say, well, you know, there's not really such a thing as a decision because we don't really have a choice. Life's just going along. So it's just, (laughs) that's true. It's true. Um, But we have these words and we interact with each other and we're having this experience. And... That's beautiful, Jen. Hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So if anyone wants to connect with you and they're like, what is all this like? <laughs> what she talking about? But I, 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 I kind of heard something in what she was saying. If they want to reach out to you, how can they do that? Well, probably the best way um, to reach out to me is on my website. And my website is jenlucas.us. And Lucas is spelled L-U-C-A-S. So that's the best way. I have a like a contact form and people can reach me there. Wonderful. Um, so yeah, everybody that's been listening in, I hope you had as much of a an amazing time as I did. Um, and you got something from this rather interesting way of looking at insomnia and lack of sleep. And yeah, until the next time, bye-bye for now. And there we have it, another amazing episode of The Joy of Being. If you enjoyed this podcast, you may well enjoy the book as well. You can either download a free chapter, www.marinapearson.com slash chapter, where I go into much more depth into how we can create more time and space as mum. And if that doesn't fly and you're more curious about getting the entire book, then you can do that too at www.marinapearson.com slash book. Until the next time, remember, you are the joy you seek. 